This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome to the fourth and final hour of the show. It's Java there with Linda. And it really is awkward for me to be having to be speaking behind the microphone when there's a seasoned broadcaster right in front of me who's been doing this for years on end. Penny Libiane is in studio. It was her birth on the 25th of Jan. Of December. Um, I mean, of December. Wow, I mean, I'm looking at it right here. Right, <laughs> 25th of December was her birthday. How was it for you, Sis Penny? Good morning. Ah, uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? Good and you? I am good. Uh, my birthday is always very interesting. You know, Christmas Day is a celebrated family day yeah. around the world. Um, and for uh, a Christian faith uh, people, it's like uh, the birth of Christ and, and all of that. So it's it's always all about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my birthday is there. But I normally switch off my phone because people say Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday. And then I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> Why can't it be Happy Birthday like, first? Just, just say Happy Birthday. <laughs> exactly. And then do the others with the other people. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a day of family. So I normally try and spend it with family. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I normally I do all that stuff, cooking and all of those things. Okay. Yeah. So it's always fun. Happy yeah, vibes. It's always fun, happy vibes, you know, but I'm a typical Capricorn. So on that day, really, I just don't want to deal with anyone, but I have to because <laughs> it's Christmas Day and it's my birthday. I just want to <laughs> be by myself and reflect, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. So let's speak about, now that we've gotten a bit about um, who Sister Penny is around the birthday specifically, you were born in Bushpark Ridge. We just spoke to a Bushpark yes. Ridge gent as well. So Jubilation. Yes. Jubilation is my boy. He's, he's, my, he's my young brother there. Um, I know him. I know him very well before he started Torah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, uh, you know, he does some IT stuff as well. He was uh, trying to help me with like my website and things like that. Nice. Yeah. So he's a, he's a lovely, um, you know, um, young man who loves to work and do things. Very resilient, uh, very ingenious. Like, yeah. Bush, 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 people are totally, <laughs> totally. Well, you know, that whole lot, uh, you know, the industrious, yes, <laughs> always on the go. No, totally. I, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. Mm. And let's speak then about your confidence, right? As we speak about them always on the go, but mm. your confidence, your authoritative voice as well. I mean, we definitely cannot miss it. How do you think you were able to get that thick skin? Um, I think, you know, I got into into this creative entertainment space very young mm-hmm. uh, and very naively so. I believe that, you know, when you when you articulate and then you, sp- you speak out on things and you stand up for things, you know, the world claps for you. Uh, and then, you know, and then opportunities come your way. You know, it's I, I, that whole Bible verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and David Malapa with, with I can. I was that kid, yeah. uh, you know, in school. And I, I went in uh, with that and, you know, I, I, I read and, you know, if you read and, you know, speak up, that's that. And and that's not what happened to me. <laughs> uh, you know, I I was told I'm too much, I'm too loud, I'm too this, I'm too that. Mm. Um, and I had to kind of like, uh, I spent a lot of time saying, what's wrong with me? Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, because I had never experienced uh, that kind of like pushback or rejection or whatever it was. Um, and this is my early 20s, so to say. And then I think uh, once I figured that, that, oh, okay, I'm different, uh, you know, uh, my confidence threatens people. And, you know, then I just had to 
build a wall of some sort, uh, you know, uh, a good way and a bad way. Because I'm, I'm a typical Capricorn, you know, I can be very blocked. Like mm-hmm. you see, you see Shade when she wants you to see her. Yeah. I can do that too. <laughs> it's, it's a Capricorn <laughs> thing. It's like on my Thames. Um, and then I was just like, okay, this is what's going to be. I'm going to, uh, you know, carry on and do this. And in that way, without realizing, that's how you develop your voice. Mm. That's how you develop your thick skin. Everybody used to say that you have to develop a thick skin. One of my favorite people that I got to work with when I was young is Dr. Um, that they Mike Mwendani. Soul Talk, uh, you know, he, he even I spoke to him about a week or so ago. So I got to work with a lot of old people when I was young and who used to say they just don't get it. You know, you, 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 you're, you're different. You do things differently. Mm. And I just used to think, but they're my peers. Why can't they get it? And then the old people are like, no, it's because of how you think and how mm. you carry on. You know, Felicia used to say that to me. Uh, Felicia Mabuza Sattle used to say that to me. So Dr. Mike Danny said to me, you dealt with a lot of like um, problematic things very young. So you, 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 you will sail through a lot of things mm. as you get older because a lot of people deal with a lot of traumatic and challenging things when they're older. <laughs> so I had to deal with a lot of that drama <laughs> in, in my 20s. Sure. So, um, so it helped me develop, you know, character mm-hmm. and strengthen me. And obviously, um, you know, I, I guess strengthen my voice and give it, I, I have confidence in my voice. How did you get into radio? Oh, before you answer that, sorry, it's 9.30. Let's go to news headlines. (laughs) Power Weekend Breakfast Profile. So before we went to news, um, we've been in conversation with Penny Libiani. Um, I mean, I call her Penny. <laughs> We're actually speaking about how I interviewed her a while ago um, for TV, that is. And that's how we met. I yes. Think that, yes, that's how, that was the first time that we met. Was it the um, first time we met or the first time we, we were doing an interview? I think it was the first time that we were doing an interview. Yeah. I think we've met before, yes. right before that, yes. right? Yeah. So that's how Sis Penny and I, so I call her Sis Penny, okay? Um, I mean, she, like I said, she's a radio genius <laughs> and has been in this industry for a long time. You know it's true. Well, you know, I'm just one of those. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. How did you get into it? So, um when I was in grade 11, just before metric, um, that's when the IBA, which is ICASA now, mm-hmm. <laughs> issued community li- licenses just before we went into the first national elections. And then they were recruiting young people across, you know, you know, in Gauteng, obviously, Soweto is always like where things start type of thing. So um, they were starting a few community stations, uh, one being Josie FM today, but mm-hmm. back then it was Soweto Community Radio. Um, that's when it was happening. So I kind of like was one of those young people who was interested and then I kind of like um, sent in my, I went there to Dubai to try and get on the program for training. Um, I did some training and then the following year, um, they were going to go live, I think, mm-hmm. uh, February, March, because the elections were going to be in April or something like that. Um, so I went in, I got trained, but I never worked for Soweto Community Radio. So I went and focused on my metric year that year. Uh, but at the throughout, I was consuming Radio Bop, uh, you know, uh, Radio Metro, uh, Radio Libua, which is Total FM. So I've always loved, me- loved media um, and then mercy media all across, like newspapers, um, you know, magazines. I was consuming all of that and I was mm-hmm. participating in beauty pageants in high school. So I was like, I'm going to do this thing. I'll, I don't know how, but I'll, you know, I'll do it. So when I finished my trick and then I was studying part-time for my PR course, um, I 
went to one of the stations. Then this time, uh, Soweto Community Radio was in Soweto and then Voice of Soweto was here uh, in Fox Street mm-hmm. in, in downtown. So I went there uh, and I asked for, for a job. Um, and then I was already also working part-time and, and studying, uh, you know, so I got on radio as a newsreader first, actually, on a Saturday morning. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we used to run from Fox Street across to Commissioner Street to the news agency to collect the news. Then you run with them across to to the studio to read them. That's how I got my news training. Wow. So I read my first bulletin. Actually, they said, oh, come on Saturday for training. And then, oh, yeah, go, go fetch the, 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 the news there at uh, supper. Then when I came back, they were like, oh, yeah, you're live in, ten, in five minutes. I was like, what? You must catch your breath. Yeah, literally, I did catch my breath. And then I went live and I was like, it's eight o'clock on Voice of Soweto. My name is Penny Libiani. Good morning. So Soweto and I go way back. <laughs> that's how wow. I first read news. And that's how I got on radio. And then from new, read, using, uh, reading news, then I did the usual 12 midnight to 3, 3 to 6. Uh, worked my way up, down 9 to 12, 12 to 3 at Voice. Then the uh, original stations came in. Uh, YFM came in, mm. Kai FM. So I wanted to go to Kai FM. They told me, you're too young. All your age mates are going to Betrams. And I said, I ain't going there. <laughs> I'm going to the SABC. <laughs> and everyone said, you're nuts. Who's your dad? <laughs> Who's your mother? Who are your parents? I said, it's Rufus and Eva Livian. And then I sent in a demo tape. Uh, and then I stalked Romeo Kumala at events. <laughs> And then I said, have you, got, have you listened to, to, to my radio t- t- demo? Have you seen my CV? He's like, yo, Penny. Yes, sir. We haven't discussed plans. He had just been appointed as the station manager. <laughs> and then when he did his lineup, when they were changing from Radio Metro to Metro FM, mm. I was one of the young stars that was recruited. That's great. <laughs> I mean, there's a passion to it, right? The way that you speak, there's a passion that you obviously had for radio. Do you think this is definitely your first love? Would you have maybe gone into another medium? Radio is definitely my first love and in all aspects. It's my first boyfriend. It's my first passion. It's my first power. It's my first, you know, yeah, it definitely is. But my passion is is South Africa. Yeah. People of South Africa are my passion. Their stories are my passion. I love to sit across and talk to someone who's not sure if they can, you know, uh, they're interesting enough. Mm. I like to talk to someone who thinks, you know, they've gone through the worst, but they don't know how inspiring it is. I like mm. to talk to someone who is talented and is amazing and they don't know yet because they're starting out. So, and and and, and I see content and, 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 and conversations and stories and people all the time. Mm. And, and so it gave me that confidence as much as I was, I'm born in Bushbuck Ridge and I'm inspired by that. But to be able to come to Soweto, you know, and meet the people that I met. Like I lived in, in Pimville with my parents uh, who, you know, my dad worked for like a nail manufacturing company. My mom was like a housewife. I think the only job she ever had was at jet stores, uh, you know, <laughs> besides raising us. That's her other job. And be- back opposite, there was uh, Brakaiza, uh, you know, who worked for Drum Magazine. And the mm. other side, the, there was another lady who worked at Lutuli House. And next door was Osana, who worked with Ke- who was a teacher, who uh, the kids were, 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 you know, she was a cricket coach. You know what I mean? Like, wow. these were a bunch of like young people in their 40s uh, as parents. And I was a child there and I realized I can be anything. And I literally believe that I could. I believe mm. I could do that. And if I'm... Walking the streets, I would see Sticks Morewa, Glenn Lewis, Brenda Fassi, and so on. And I knew that if I see these people here, 
I'm probably can be one of those people. Mm. And that's how my story really starts. I mean, why not? Right? <laughs> why not? <laughs> why, not? <laughs> why not? I must ask you, Sis Penny, mm. your full name is Penny Matidi Solibian. It's Penelope Matidi Penelope. Solibian, yeah. Okay, the Penelope, we understand why you shortened it to Penny. Yeah. Why did you never use Matidi So, um, before I understood the word unique, I kind of like, was wanted to be unique. So I grew up in a place called Majemben in Bushback Ridge, right? Mm-hmm. And then every second or third house, there was a CD. Hey, CD this, hey, CD that. I was like, listen, I'm not going to be one of the most common girls in this in this township. Don't call me that. <laughs> so the only people who call me CD, shucks, not even my grandmother called me CD. Hmm. Do my siblings call me CD? Yeah, my brother Lebu calls me CD. Uh, but randomly, uh, so like my grandmother called me something else. My, so it was not a name that it's like they had nicknames for me. My dad called me Nana. Uh, you know, yeah. What does my mom call me? I don't even know. Yeah, but like Tidi is not a name that. Uh, maybe I want Chica, <laughs> like Tidi man, but it's not a thing. Yeah. And then there's just these random friends of mine who want to tease me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go Pimvilia. Some people call me Tidi. Yeah. Go Go California, where I grew up. Because uh, on four they call so me it, TD, it but never... yeah, when we moved to sorry, when we moved to Soweto, mm-hmm. then they call me TD. But in in Bushback Ridge, no, there were too many TDs. I couldn't. <laughs> it was just too much. I, I get that. So it never really stuck. It stuck with certain people, but yeah. not not necessarily for you no, to use. No, not for me to use. And then people who use it, they use it just to, you know, wind me up. Like my friend Philippe does it. Matiso. <laughs> you know when he wants to actually a lot of people of my close friends call me Matsiriso versus Sidi I prefer okay. that I prefer Matsiriso yes yeah. the full name the full name yeah I get that mm. I get that I mean when we were having our conversation for TV yeah. right it was something like that you are very vocal about it was around the issue of depression mental health mm. really these are matters that you often address issues of depression and mental health especially i mean we're speak, saying off air that your son is in matric this year yeah and there's a lot of pressure on matric learners mm-hmm. right how have you been able to also tackle that especially in this industry i mean this industry can take a lot from a person yeah, the, the, the world is tough and the, the entertainment industry is even, is even tougher in, in that world. And it does does take a lot. So, um, I mean, looking at like I got into this industry very young. Mm-hmm. By 17, 18, I was already like trading. Uh, you know, so that came with a lot of pressure. Um, and um, as much as I had a lot of support from my parents from like picking me up, dropping me off, they didn't, didn't really understand the uh, intricacies of what the industry is about mm. um, and the backbiting, the evil, the constant competition and the constant comparing, uh, you know, and the the second guessing that came with that. And, and mm. now I speak like that with such confidence. I didn't have the language for it. I just knew that I don't like this. I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't like the way I feel about this after this conversation. Mm. I feel... You know, like mm, I'm being treated a certain way, and all of those built up unexpressed emotions, obviously, uh, build up to certain things. Um, and uh, I think, uh, you know, the the stress of um, the adrenaline that comes with being in the space. You know, you have to rush in here. It releases certain chemicals in, mm. in 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 your body and you you, you want to you don't know what that does to you in the long run and you don't mm. know how to manage it and a lot of young people go you know I'll sleep when I'm dead you know and then you know or do sleep every, is for the sleep, dead or sleeps for the dead <laughs> let me do this you know as much as I can luckily enough I was I think my biggest fear 
um, in the industry and that's probably one of the biggest drivers I never wanted to be a statistics of entertainment industry yeah. like the girl who was drunk uh, the girl who uh, you know um, everybody's owns her business mm -hmm. you know I, I mean it's my body you do what you want but I didn't want to walk into a room and everybody's like <laughs> there she is yeah. um, you know uh, I didn't want yeah. that and I didn't want to be a, a you know a victim of uh, you know yeah mm. so I was very I was afraid of like uh, getting addicted to drugs or getting addicted to alcohol so I was I was very guarded very guarded as much as I'm a loud mouth that's what people don't know uh, you know I was walking around with that fear I was walking around with a fear of me of saying of doing things in uh, that can cost me opportunities mm. uh, you know so I I I walked that shell and that was very stressful on its own because I really wanted to succe succeed uh, you know on my terms on good terms and it's very hard to navigate this industry with that you mm. got to be able to give certain things you got to be able to lose certain things uh, you know and principles are you know are walked all over all the time mm. you know and I wanted to hold on to that and it was it was tough because I was always bumping heads um, and and that came with with a lot of of strain mm. uh, you know and, and luckily enough, because I was not uh, mixing it with other chemicals, like I said, alcohol, Zol and whatever, all the things that people get to do, that means that whatever bashing and, and heart pain I dealt with, I dealt with it sober. Sure. <laughs> so you can imagine what that is like. Yeah. So obviously when I fell pregnant and I had my son, I was dealing with a lot of like societal pressure that comes with that. You, you know, you're pregnant, you're not married. It was a very judgmental era. I mean, I, I know now factually, like even people I worked with at the time, producers said, you know, there's jobs that they said you can't hire that girl because she's pregnant and not yeah, married. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I also was the sort stigma, of like, wow. the stigma was like that. And also I was very hard on myself. Like I used to sit on the Love Life advisory board. I literally volunteered to, to come off because I said, I don't think I want to be on the Love Life advisory no. board talking to young people because I'm pregnant out of wedlock. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the understanding that I have now mm. uh, and those kind of things. Um, but when I had my son, then I had a breakdown. Then I was admitted to rent clinic for 10 days. Uh, and it was a blessing in disguise because then I got to understand uh, my own trauma. I got to understand, um, you know, um, mental health issues at the level that I, I understand now. And I got to realize that, you know, emotional stress and, 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 and the pressure that comes with high achieving, what it entails. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to actually be an advocate for this. Mm. And then I decided there and then, literally when I was in the hospital, that when I come out of here, I'm going to talk about my experience uh, so that it can help, uh, obviously starting with young mothers, mm. um, you know, but then, then the industry. So that's why I, I do the work that I do. Okay, we are in conversation with Sister Penny Libiane. Um, Sexy you know pain. Who is Sexy Penny? Sexy Penny. South African radio and TV personality. Give us a call on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Questions, comments that you may have for her, or of course you can send us an X at Power FM nine eight seven at Tsehomaachi underscore. So Sexy Penny, you know you speak about the issue of depression, mental health, and all of that, mm. but of late. You have spoken about ageism. Yes. What makes you think or why do you think that women are not socially allowed to be exactly how they want to be despite the age? Uh, because we live in a world of double standards. Uh, we can and everything, you know, we can we in the media. So we 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 
as a media, we, we influence conversation, mm-hmm. we influence narratives. Um, you know, from as early as I can remember as a, tw- a 25-year-old young woman in broadcasting, I was told that, what are you going to do when you're 10.30? <laughs> Mm. Yes, um, mm. I was gonna. T- I was told that. Oh, so what other? You know, do you have another ca- plan for another career? You need to think about how. You know, at twenty eight, you're too old. Actually, at twenty eight, I was too old to be an MTV host, MTV base host. But I was good enough to collect uh, videos, to to arrange meetings for for people to meet with the Americans when they come into the country to be part of a new channel. But I was too old to be on a youth channel at 28 yeah. in this country. So ageism is something that I have dealt with, uh, you know, my entire career. Sure. And also I was too young to have an opinion at 24, 23 at Metro about a lot of things, mm. uh, you know. Uh, so ageism is a thing. Uh, and in media, there's an obsession about youth, uh, uh, you know, and we discuss, we discard experience, mm. but it only happens to women. This is why you see... A, a, a 55-year-old radio DJ with a 25-year-old co-host <laughs> mm. of a female. Mm. So that's the ageism that we're talking about. So that's in the workplace. Mm. And it, it happens. So if so, I, I can't talk about what happens in banking. I can talk about what happens in media because I'm there every day. So in banking, they have their own way of dealing with that. Uh, but the reality of that is that then after that, it's, uh, you know, the, when you're a woman, you're constantly told how you're old. Uh, men are not told that then you're told that you need to behave a certain way because of age mm. you know it's it's a constant reminder that there's an expiration on you and then it gets personal because then now they want to police your body you know what you need to wear what your how hair needs to look, look like mm. how you must talk where you must hang out I mean I Jay-Z is 55 I tell everyone I'm like what you mean I can't be at a hip-hop club Jay-Z is 55 <laughs> who's are you dancing to you know, and also in our in an African context, oh, our culture. Really, what is culture? It's something that we create as a people, and then we make it the rules and norm of our lives. No, it's it's not. It's because you're uncomfortable. Uh, you know, in that space, uh, you, you. I mean, if you were church in day one and you want to be the church mother, I'm happy for you. I was in the clubs at 18, and I'm going to stay there for as long as I want. <laughs> it's my choice because I want to. When I don't want yeah. to, I won't go. Yeah. But it's not for. But ageism is is something that we also don't talk about. Uh, you know, and we 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 also the beauty industry dictates. You know that. Uh, you're older as a woman. Like for example, they they want us. They sell us a, a lipstick for three hundred and fifty eight using a twenty five year old, and then we have a problem when twenty five year olds are promiscuous trying to get money to buy lipsticks for three hundred and twenty five. Women in their forties can afford lipsticks for three hundred and twenty five mm-hmm. because they have disposable income. Where does a twenty five year old get? You know, the beauty the industry. Oh. Yeah, where get? So it's a conversation that we also not we're not having and that we should have. Or, you know, you watch on television, uh, you know, older experienced women, you know, they get rid of them. You can count. Um, I mean, it's been interesting in the last few years to see um women leads in productions, but it's a conversation that we're not having in the media. And I will always use media because that's my forte, that's my space. And I watch. I watch what's happening in the UK, I watch what's happening in the U U US and I'm like why are we not having this conversation here? Mm. I mean, I know too many dynamic women who are sitting out because they were told they're old or they, or they were treated like they're old. And then the women, and then they just remove themselves. You know, whether that's radio, whether that's television, whether that's, yeah. Why aren't we talking about it? Why is it that it still seems like it's such a big stigma or such a big thing for us to not be talking about? 
So I think as, as South Africans, we're getting there. We're not as liberal as we think we are mm. as South Africans. Um, and I don't like being harsh, but sometimes we can be very backwards as South Africans. And it's a conversation. I mean, you just need to see on social media. If you think Twitter is supposed to be a pool of like the most brightest of minds, the way they react to conversations, I'm just like, are you really on this platform where everybody sees your thoughts and you represent us to the rest of the world? Because when mm. people see South African conversations, they see your comments. You're embarrassing us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's that type of stuff. And it's it's conversations that we should have and you should have openly. And also this thing of like, when you have conversations, people think you're fighting. It's like so backwards. Mm. Like, why can't we be in a debate and agree to disagree without you thinking I'm angry or I'm fighting? Mm. So it's that. It was like that with mental health. It's like that. I mean, I remember when I first talk about, spoke about mental health. Oh my God, why is she talking about these things? We don't want to talk about them. 15 years later, they're talking about it. I'm like, give me a check. <laughs> so maybe they're going to talk about ageism in, I don't know, years. 15 years. I 15 hope not. Years. I hope not. I'm, I have faith in Gen Zs. Yeah. Fa- Gen Zs are my favorite people because there's no topic that's taboo. We go in it and they have a conversation. Gender parity, mm-hmm. you know, um, equality. We can talk about equality if we don't talk about all of those things Mm. you know ageism is one of those things how do you handle especially with the conversation around ageism right Mm. um like today you've got your blonde hair out right we've seen you you exercising as well in the gym you know there's a lot of things that you've done that a lot of people have said why is she not acting her age yeah yes what is that (laughs) (laughs) how have you been able to handle what people have been saying about about you yeah. um, and what you're currently doing. I mean, some people even saying she must be going through some kind of midlife, midlife crisis. crisis. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, they're talking about me. They're not talking about, they're not talking to, they're not talking to me. It's about, it's like, it's a, it's like, it's like reading Sunday World or, or, or what's a tabloid newspaper? I don't know, like page three. It's like they wrote about <laughs> you. Someone wrote an article. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have an opinion. They're not, not me. I mean, they're talking about a girl called Penny that they think they know, uh, you know, so I'm not bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will engage if I think they're misinformed because uh, also part of like them talking is is, is is an opportunity for me to to disseminate the information I want to put across. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to put across about like stop limiting people based on age uh, and, you know, and let people be what they want to be and be as comfortable. I mean, you got to go online and like watch like 62 year olds who are exercising. So people have never, I'm talking about even the rest of the world. We want to be a global, we want to be people who are global. Mm-hmm. We need to get with the times. Mm-hmm. We need to, we need to stop um, holding on to like dragon age way of thinking. <laughs> a 40 year old of today is not the same as a 40 year old of of, of 20 years ago yeah. it's not not even well, five not even yeah? five years because mm. of technology information food lifestyle uh, you know I'm, I'm a woman of the times I've always been a woman of the times uh, and I'm not going to suddenly now when I'm 40 uh, you know I was told I was too young I was too when I was young I was too young for things now I'm too old for them are you kidding me so at which point are at you going to be at the, going the right be age? I'm, I'm never, you are too early. You are ahead of your time. So I'm like, no, I'm right on time. You know, I'm I'm right on time. Yeah. So and yeah, I don't know. It's I just I love it though. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. To, yeah. To have those conversations and see how ignorant people can get, and then obviously get to educate. In conversation with Ceci Penny Libiani, mm-hmm. um, let's take your call zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Good morning, Portia. Okay, sir. 
Portia. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I just want to say hi to old Penny. Hello, yes, darling. Okay. Hello, my Jekiteng. Okay, Oswaka. Yo, you're such an inspiration, my sister. I have to say. You know, when you talk about ageism, it strike a chord with me. Yeah. When I'm thinking in the politics, in the entertainment industry, how unfair people were, especially women, yeah. on Kosazana Zuma, trying to run for presidency, they kept on telling her how old she is. Mm. And yet... People have been running for years and years for terms and terms at an old age. Males, mm. how judgmental, especially women yeah. in the social media, mm. how they will come off and, and the, how dare they tell her that she must go and be a grandmother to her grandkids. Mm. How dare when men are not told that mm. in the entertainment industry. How you see very good talent being discarded because now suddenly you are old at 30. Mm. Yeah. I can m- mention so many examples. You watch so many men in the entertainment industry getting over and over, getting into new relationships with youngsters, mm. coming in and destroying their careers. Mm. They reincarnate themselves. They start all over again at 50 and 60 mm. because men can do it mm. and women can't do it. Mm. It's right. such a double standard world, but mm-hmm. you women like you keep on inspiring us in our own lives. Thank you, Portia. Thank I mean, you so much, Ospeni. God you. bless you. Thank you. God thank bless you. you too. Thank you, Portia. I think you can hear from Portia's frustration. Mm. Um, uh, you know, her passion uh, that, you know, because it's such a frustrating conversation. It's like, what is supposed to happen to, you know, to you? Um, you know, wh- where is there a place where, like, we must go to, to an old age? And mm. she's and she's right. Uh, we've, we've actually been cheated a lot of powerful women uh, in politics in this country who would have made great precedents in the last 30 years as we're going to celebrate this democracy. Why? Because they were women and they were of a particular age. Mm. But the standard, same standards don't apply to men. And if we don't have these conversations in platforms like this, in media, as as women in those spaces, uh, you know, we, 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 we're never going to get to the other side. So I also believe in like, you know, words are like seed. Uh, you know, I, I plant today, you know, I might see the, the change in 15 years. And, 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 I, and I've also had to come to terms with like the older I get that some of the things that I talk about, I'm never going to benefit. Mm. Like I, I haven't benefited from being outspoken on radio about women, gender parity and women being paid equally and more. I've never been, I can, if I tell you how much I get paid on radio even now, but I know young women who have made so much money because there's, that change has come. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's those kind of things. Sometimes we, we have to be those people who stand up and, and speak out on things so that the change can come. Mm. Uh, you know, we might not necessarily be the ones who benefit. It's like planting a tree. Uh, you know, you don't enjoy the shade of it. Uh, gener- other generations, uh, you know, enjoy that. Absolutely. Um, on X, it was says loving the conversation with the gorgeous, sassy Penny. Totally. So am I. Um, Sandy says that's it. Um, at Penny Lebani, in or out, moment to moment, ageism is no other choices. It starts with knowing who you are and accepting yourself, knowing your strength, passions, limitations, and purposes in life, and then living that way all the time. Good job. You're doing right. I agree. I totally agree. And thank you so much for being there for us younger people that are in this industry. Yeah. Right? Speaking for us as well. What are the plans for Ceci Penny going forward? What are you working on? Uh, so just before I answer that, so, you know, I, I, I made a commitment to myself and sometimes it's very burdensome that I'm going to be um, the older woman that, uh, you know, I didn't have. 
you know, I was dealing with a different generation who were following certain standards and norms. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in when I came into the industry, I would, I would be called the current people who are disruptive. I was very disruptive mm-hmm. in my way of thinking. I was like, I want drive. And then they're like, what the heck? Women don't do drive. Hey. <laughs> <You know? laughs> then there was that yeah, at some yeah, point. There was that right? So, and then, and then, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to talk about those things. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about like, why are there double standards in relationships publicly? Ah, Penny, don't do that. You're embarrassing your boyfriend. I'm like, no, I mean, I'm allowed to have my own mind and to think about things. Why does he think it's about him? Exactly. You know? um, and then I think the more we have those kind of conversations, uh, the better. And then I, I, but I'm, like I said, I'm so impressed and, and, and empowered and affirmed by the generation of younger women that are coming after me, how they tackle things mm. and how they, they do things and I'm just like yay that's what I was talking about so I'm always cheering um, and as for the plans I mean 2024 they're saying the year of eight is the year of money I also want the money mm-hmm. mm. no please bring that money mm. we need that money mm. I'm just signaling to Shoki that we just need a bit more time oh, sorry, um, no no are we done almost we've got a call quickly Masomula in Olivenhout Bosch good morning quickly for us Yes, yes, I'm at work also, so I just came to tea and then oh. I heard this radio, you know, you are with all penny mode. I just yes. wanted to say, you pardon me, <laughs> the question is, she also seems so opinionated, man. She seems like she got a lot to say. So I was just wondering if maybe she's open to doing talk radio or something like that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mashomola. <laughs> talk radio, Suspeni. You're on a talk radio station, so. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, guys. Uh, you know, I, you know, I was offered to do talk at at 25. So yeah, I did. I did talk at Metro 25, and I did it for six months. And that's when uh, Tabiso Kotani was producing me. And then I said, no, I, I can't. And then Bragiven was at Kaya at the time, and then yes. he moved moved and, t- and took over that. So um, I think now I can because I can talk has evolved. You know, I I I, I hate the one-dimensional aspect of self-can talk. You know, you're you're respected at talk only if you do current affairs. <laughs> so in the recent years, it's changed. Like, I don't really... I don't really want to be a, a, a political commentator. Yeah. You know, but I want to talk about mental health, religion, everything. everything. And and I think, you know, I, I, it's great that politics is, is fine, but it's only one aspect of, of influence in the world. There's other aspect, mm. aspects. And we don't spend too much time on that. Psychology is one of my favorite things. So if I'm allowed to, you know, do the, the American way of like, you know, I can't do it, but I'm just, I didn't like how it started and, and, and how it's gone for a while. Yeah. But maybe now things have changed. But, you know, I can do anything on radio. I literally can. True. Yeah. True. I mean, you've been in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Spenny, for those who don't follow you on social media, I'm not sure what they've been waiting for, but where can they follow you on the socials? It's Penny Liviani, L E B Y A N E, on all platforms X, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Thank you so much, Ceci Penny. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. An absolute pleasure having Sis Penny with us this morning, seasoned radio and TV broadcaster. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.